Welcome back. This is your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast, episode 31, segment two. Um, we're going to transition to the next part of the show, but uh, I'd like to thank my special guest for the week, uh, Steve. Um, but, it, you know, likes to be called Stevian. Um, like I said, he's uh, took the time, was very good on just giving out his thoughts on Kobe Bryant passing and, and, and all what's going on this weekend, all-star weekend and the festivities going on, you know, eventually the all-star game on Sunday. So we didn't really get into the all-star game, but we kind of just got our thoughts on, you know, all-star game competitions and stuff. So that's going to be kicking off this weekend. So it's going to be exciting time to watch that but uh we're going to transition to the next part of the show um but i have a few more thoughts on the all-star game um just i have i we didn't really get into predictions so i'm gonna kind of you know quickly run down predictions for you know all-star saturday night which obviously this that's the best part of the whole weekend i think um for, for the skills challenge um obviously Jason tatum is the defending champ um, he obviously is the favorite, but I, I mean, if I had to say like, um, a few sleepers, I would say Spencer Dinwiddie because Spencer Dinwiddie, um, was in it a couple years ago when it like a first came out as when it first started. I mean, it was initially the skills challenge, you know, in the inaugural, um, event, which I think happened like, I think it's a 15 year event now. It hasn't changed or anything. It used to be just strictly guards. Now, like the past couple of years, it's been transitioning to all positions. So it's been it's been unique that you know you're seeing like small forwards and and big guys like performing well in this competition. But I would say traditionally, it, I mean the guards and forwards kind of uh, do well in this competition because you know you got to shoot that three point shot. Um, if you sh- you got to make sure you uh, you score on the first try because if you don't, it's gonna drag out a lot of time i mean you got uh you got that first pass that bounce pass and then you gotta go through those um those little obstacles dribbling through those obstacles and then you gotta make that second bounce pass with that uh chest pass and then you you know you shoot that three and a lot of guys get stuck on that three that last three at the end and um that's the key i think that saves so much time if you can hit it the first try and usually you know center's are not traditionally good shooters. So, you know, I mean, I know it's a different game now and you see a lot of stretch bigs out there, but it's still a tough shot. So I would say, I, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of predictions. Sakiem is, is a guy that people like. But I like Spencer Dinwiddie because he's a guard. He's one of the few guards that have the experience of, of being in it before. So that sometimes that helps in these competitions, particularly in the three-point shootout as well. Experience definitely counts. Um, another sleeper I would say is Shea Gillies Alexander. Um, he like he has, he, he's a versatile guy that has a lot of different skills. He can pass well. He can score well. He's a good shooter. So that that should benefit him. He's a good ball handler. So that should benefit him as well. Like you have to be well-rounded with your game we have to be able to dribble well shoot well and pass well so if you don't if you're not good at any of those things 
you will struggle in the sh- in the skills challenge. So that's why I think Tatum is a favorite in this. And obviously, if I had to pick two sleepers, I'd have to pick Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Shea Gillies Alexander. I think those two guys could surprise some people today. Uh, not today, but uh, this weekend. Um. And then obviously for the um, three point contest. You know, as we heard, Damian Lillard will be out of the All-Star game, so he'll also be out of the three-point shootout, which he was initially on the list. So now Devin Booker pretty much replaced him in both spots. So Devin Booker's been in this competition three times already, So he's and he's also won one. So I think he's obviously clearly the favorite, and I, I, I have him winning it. He's my favorite to win it. Um, Devontae Graham, I think, is a big-time sleeper. Like, this guy can flat-out score, man. He's a very confident guy. He has a quick release on his shot. That should definitely benefit him. You know, I mean, he's just a sniper out there. Like, had a 40-point game earlier this year against the Nets. I mean, he's he's a guy you can't, you can't sleep on. I think uh, Devontae Graham's going to surprise a lot of people in, this, uh, in that competition. Um, and then finally, obviously what everyone's waiting for is the dunk contest. Um, like I talked about with Steve, um, yeah, it's always, it's, it's probably the most exciting competition. So you got Aaron Gordon in it this year. You got, um, Derek, uh, Derek Jones, uh, Pat Connington. So, I mean, a couple guys that are. You know, there's so-and-so guys, and obviously that one guy that sticks out is Dwight Howard. I mean, we all know Dwight Howard's performance in New Orleans, you know, way back when. And what was it, like, going on 10 years since that since that All-Star weekend? I mean, he he stole the show, had, you know, two of his dunks I thought were so memorable. I can just literally go on YouTube right now and just still be wild by him. I just remember the, the, the dunk he had where he bounced the ball on the backboard and caught it with his right hand. I mean, probably one of the most creative dunks I've ever seen. And we all know he may not be the same guy he was that year, but it's still exciting to see his name back on that list and still intrigued to see what he can still do at his age. So, I mean, I think that's going to be very interesting to see what happens with that. Um, He's my sleeper. I mean, if he wins, I mean, that would be a huge upset because no one's not expecting it. But I say Dwight Howard can will surprise some people. He might have a nice dunk. You know, I mean, I don't know how the, uh, the rules will be this year, but usually it's two dunks per round. So maybe he might have one dunk in one round where he surprises some people. Like, damn, we, we didn't know he can get up like that still. <laughs> but I think... Uh, my pick is probably Aaron Gordon. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a runaway. I think it ain't going to be close. I think Pat Connington is going to embarrass people and we're going to laugh at him. He's going to be the laughing stock. Not because he's the only white guy there. And, and um, You know, I don't want to get into a thing. But, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just funny that he, you know, he's the lone white guy in the competition. So people are going to look at him like he's inferior to everyone else on, out there because he's – you know, traditionally white guys can't dunk or, you know, that's just what it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to run away from it. That's just what it is. And 
You see a lot of other, you know, great athletes in this competition. But it, he, he's anything but that. Pat Connaughton's anything but that. He's a great athlete, believe it or not. Like, he deserves to be in this competition. So, but there's still, it's still going to be stereotypical ways of looking at the lone white guy in the competition. So, but if he, you know, who knows, he might come up with a night. And, and obviously we've seen in past competitions, if you remember Birdman's competition, people were so hyped for him. I was hyped. I thought he was going to be really good. And then he stunk up the joint. So he had like 20 something uh, tries or whatever. So it's like, who knows what will happen. I mean, he is a guard, so he can get up a bit. So, you know, you know, obviously, Berman was a big guy. It's never really good for big guys in these competitions. White Howard's a lone guy that really performed well as a big guy in this competition. So, we'll see what happens. You know, and obviously, Aaron Gordon. You know, you could say Aaron Gordon a big guy. So, we'll see what happens. I think Aaron Gordon is clearly the favorite. I think I have him. I think... I'd be shocked if he loses. I just think Aaron Gordon has a chip on his shoulder from, you know, not able to get it the last time when he played against Zach Levine. This would be, what is it, third time in this competition. I think he would want to win it for sure. And he wouldn't want to make sure he wins it. So, but then Derek Jones, you you can't sleep on him as well. But I think Aaron Gordon, I think he got it. I think he has it. Um, so yeah, those are those are my picks for those three competitions. Uh, what's gonna happen Saturday? Um, so yeah, let's transition to um, obviously the, may not be the m- most exciting thing, but I just think it's gonna be interesting to see what uh, what's going on with the high school ranks. I know it just seems I don't know. I'm just it just seems like with with all with what's going on, I'm so interested in NBA this weekend. So it's kind of tough for me to do high school this week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it a little bit. I'm not I'm not gonna really spend a lot of time on it. I'm not. I'm but I'm gonna quickly get into the the progressions of what's going on because a lot has gone on. Um, I've been off the air for about what two weeks now. Two and a half weeks, so I've been off the air for a while, so a lot has gone on. I have to get into it. Um, for one, in Maine, they just started their playoffs. So this week, which I'm not going to get into all the rank, uh, all the divisions, but I'm going to get into the two main ones, Class A and Class AA. Um, Class A starts uh, their games on, you know, Saturday. They start on Saturday. February 15th, so they start their tournament uh, this weekend. Class A, AA already started. They started on, uh, I believe the first games were on the 12th. So if I had to say that was like uh, Tuesday or Monday, I don't know exactly what day it was, but it was it was on the 12th of you know, February. So that's early compared to all the states. Um, probably by the end of March, their thing will be wrapping up. But it usually... Particularly in Class AA, they play games every week, one day a week. So it's like it's weekly. So their tournament will probably last till the beginning of March because it'll probably be, um, I think there's a you know eight team bracket. It was a playing game, and then they had an eight team bracket. They just uh, the first round just ended um, 
I'll give you the results for it. And I think these are the best teams in Maine. I mean, if you look at uh, all these teams in the Class AA, they're pretty much the best teams in Maine. Um, you got Bonnie Eagle, you got Banger, Edward Little, South Portland's undefeated. They're 26 and 0. So they got the best of the best in Class AA. I uh, forgot about Daring as well. So all those teams are, they're li- literally high teens, 20 win teams this year. And obviously, South Portland's been remarkable this year, uh, being 26 and 0. They've beaten everybody that they've faced. Um, and it's just they're a surprise team. They have you know a few guys I mentioned in previous podcasts that you know you know check out my previous podcast to you know to find out those guys. I kind of did run down a little bit on their you know their their top players, but uh, I would say what are the biggest threats? Because obviously, you know South Portland is undefeated. What are the teams that you know and they're huge favorites. They without a doubt are huge favorites to win the states. So. I would say what are the biggest threats towards their, um, you know, the undefeated season? I would say probably the biggest threat I would have to say is uh, I think Banger. I think Banger is they got a, they got some size. Um, got a few uh, guys that are well over six foot one. A couple guys that are well over six foot one. So they got, they got a big team. I mean, then you got. Bonnie Eagle, Zach Matero, the best point guard in the state, I think. I'm getting a lot of uh, getting some attention from D1 and D2 D2 schools. Um, you got Edward Little, and then you got Deering. I think. I think what, um, yeah, I just think with Banger, I think Banger is the best team because I just think uh, they got a guy that's you know people don't know about Henry uh, Restrich. Uh, he's a pretty good, good kid. He's a senior. I think he's like, I believe he's 6'3", 6'4". So got good size, can shoot the ball. So they they got they got some weapons, and people don't people just really don't know much about Banger, but they're having a great season. Um, so yeah, I would say those are probably the four teams I would say uh, that are gonna really give them uh, South Portland a chance to possibly lose. But I think South Portland has got a nice mix. And I just think they're they're definitely the driver's seat to win it all this year. Now we move on to Class A, which is a few teams, obviously, that stick out to me. You got Greenlee. Um, you all know what Greenlee has, one of the top players in the state. Um, Logan Backshaw. Then you have Hampton Academy, which, you know, I have one of their plays. I believe I have him listed as a, um, in the top 100. Can't name him on the top of my head. I can look it up right now. So. So we'll look it up right now. But, yeah, he plays for Hampton Academy. I think he's in the A's. I'm quickly look it up real quick. Hampton Academy. Yeah, so Bryce Lazier. He's 6'3", 175. He's I have him listed as ninety one 
on the top 100 list. And he's a knockdown shooter. Uh, that's pretty much his game. He's, you know, pretty much a guy that comes off of screens and pin downs and knocks down jump shots. So, I mean, those I would say those are the two top teams I would say that are favorites. You know, Greenlee had a kind of a so-and-so year. The, you know, they stumbled a bit this year, but they still was able to get the third seed in that bracket. And Handon Academy is the number one team out there in the Class A. So, those teams are, I would say, the favorites to win it all. Um, I just think most of the town is in Class AA by far. Um, and then obviously a sleeper is Meta, Meta, Metamog Valley. That's a sleeper in Class A. So keep an eye on them as well. So they had a good, very good season as well. So so that's it for Maine. I would say um, I did update the rankings on the website. So check out, if you haven't uh, checked out the website, it's uh, rimsandnets.com, R-I-M-S-N-E-T-S.com. So check it out. Um, I updated all the rankings for each state for February. So we'll start off probably the biggest change in mass. I would say St. John's and Shrewsbury is now in the top two. I have Link English number one, and I have St. John's number two. So St. John's has had a very good season. I don't think they've lost a game yet, if I'm not mistaken. I think they've lost maybe one or two games. That's it. Um, they just got a huge win against Brockton about uh, – you know, a week or two ago, like that was a huge win. They and they, it wasn't even close. They won like sixty to forty, something like that. They they destroyed them. And Brockton's one of the best teams I think in in the state. They're a top ten team in my rankings, so top five actually. So that you you just blew out a, a top five team. Um, you beat Putnam, uh, Putnam uh, Vocational Tech early in the year. Putnam Vocational Tech was in, they were in the um. Well, they lost a lot of talent from last year. They're having a tough season, but they were in the in the states last year. They made it in the top four, so that's a, that's a, still that's still a good win, you know. Come off a team that literally went that far last year, and then they, um, I would say, out of all the teams in the central, you got Franklin, you got Shrewsbury. They're one. Of, they're probably the tops in the you know in you know record wise in in the, in the D one central uh, division. So. They're going to get a good seed when it comes down to when it comes down to tournament time. They're going to get a good seed, and they're going to be in the driver's seat to win it all in the Central. And we'll see how it all plays out, whether they can get, you know, beat the, you know, the, you know D1 South or D1 North and D1 West. We'll see how it all breaks out in the bracket that will come out in a couple weeks. So they're in a good position right now in the top two. I have them top two right now. Um, in Rhode Island, the biggest change, I would say Barrington is now number three. They were like maybe ninth or tenth uh, in January. Now they just leaped up in the top five. Now they're in the top three. And it's a huge gap between uh, that team and my top two teams in there. Um, you got uh, North Kingstown, number one. And, you know, they were number one last month as well. They've just been dominant this year. And then you have um, Bishop Hendrick. This is pretty much similar to what it was last year. Those are the top two teams last year, and their their programs haven't really um, haven't really gone downhill since. You know, pretty consistent, like East Catholic in Connecticut. They're pretty consistent, and then Barrington's been the surprise team this year. Um, they played well. Will Will Weinworth, I have him on my uh, top one hundred list as well. I have him on 
I think he's, he, I have him 88 on the top 100 list. So, by the way, if you haven't seen that list, it's on my website. It's on the recruiting tab. Um, so, yeah, just you go into the local tab. It should be under recruiting. So, if you haven't checked it out, check on check it out on my website. But, yeah, Will Weinwart is a 5'11 guard. Um, great shooter. They have John Adamson, a, a nice big guy. He's about 6'4". Matt Preacher is about, you know, 6 feet, 6'1". Six uh, he's a he's a um, pretty versatile guy for them. So they have some weapons, you know. So that's why they're number three. Um, big wins, I would say, beating Westerly. Westerly is one of the top teams in Rhode Island. Now I have them in the top five in, in Rhode Island. They beat Shea, which we all know is the best player in Rhode Island that plays for Shea. I don't know if he played that game because it was a clear-cut blowout. They won 70-45. to 45. And they beat West uh, Warwick, which, you know, I think probably one of the biggest teams in Rhode Island. I think West Warwick has great size and they're a deep team. So they play in the deep uh, division too. But still a fair, uh, still a very good win, nevertheless. So it's pretty good. Um, pretty good pretty good um, standing for Barrington. They're in definitely in a good position heading into the, um, heading into the uh, tournament time in a few weeks. Um, biggest change in Connecticut, I would say Northwest Free Academy is number three. Uh, they've been up there, you know, quite a bit this year. You know, in January they were up there as well. Um, but, you know, they moved up a couple of slots. Um, biggest win is probably beating Woodstock Academy. They won that 63-48. to 48. Um, Obviously, those NBA talent or D1 talent on that team. So that's, that's very impressive. Um, biggest kid to look out for that I think is the most impressive that you know I don't don't know exactly what year he is but he's he's got good size he's 6'4 he's got to gain a little weight he's you know about one a buck 60 buck 70 he's got to gain a little weight but uh kid's Mason Jackson um he's good man I think he's um he's blossomed into one of the better players in the state and he's definitely uh, did a good job of leading his team so far this year. As Northwich uh, Free Academy hasn't lost a game this year. They're 17-0. So they deserve to be in that number three ranking. Obviously, East Catholic is number one. And obviously, number two is Windsor. Those are, you know, traditionally been those top two teams this past couple of years. Um, for, and then, um, yeah, so far as Maine goes in Vermont, I'm not going to really get into that this week. Um, Vermont is pretty much the same status quo. New Hampshire, same thing, status quo. Exeter has been dominating. And I think Exeter and all the other teams, it's a huge gap between those teams. Unless something change, drastically changes, I don't really think, you know, there's really much to say with that with New Hampshire. And same thing with Vermont. I think it's just a, it's a drastic gap between the, the top two teams in Vermont. You got Rice Memorial and then you got uh, St. Johnsboro, they're just they're just dominant than everybody else. All right, and then we're getting into some college basketball real quick. Um, so yeah, so I got I got Vermont as a team that's they should be a lot to make the tournament. They're in the driver's seat in their in their in their conference. Um, they're probably going to win the conference. Uh, the the Trying to think the conference, uh, 
the basically the 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 the, the conference standings. They should win that. They should win that outright, the outright conference uh, championship. So they should win that record-wise. And then, obviously, we'll see what happens in their uh, conference tournament. But they should get, obviously, a number one seed and then get a first-round bye. And they should be in position to easily win their uh, conference champion, uh, yeah, conference tournament championship. So they're 21-6. They're, they're dominating. Uh, URI, they just lost to Dayton this week. Played them tough, though, but obviously Dayton's one of the best teams in, in the country. They're six in the country for a reason. Still impressive, you know, kind of pulled away at late. You know, they're 19-6. and six. Fats Russell's having a career year. Uh, Sherelle Levangie's a double-double machine. URI's one of the best teams in New England right now. I mean, I kind of slept on them early. I mean, I, they were in my top ten, obviously, but they weren't in, you know, they weren't number two, you know, right – but I had to say, if I had to list it, I would say Vermont number one now. If I had made a list right now, I'd say Vermont number one. I have I would have URI number two, and then I'd have uh, what's the next team I'm gonna get into? Yale number three because Yale's been a big surprise this year. I had them like eight or nine on that list on the college basketball top ten for New England. I had them like eight or nine, and then Yale's just clearly surpassed all those expectations. Um, I think what's what I really slept on was how good Paul Atkinson, Jordan Bruner, and Azar Swain was going to be this year. It's probably one of the more scarier trios in the country. So, I mean, tournament time, I think they're going to be a, a big-time sleeper. They're going to be a team that you could see that first weekend surprising. Uh, I don't know what seed. I think, I mean, they're 18-5, and five, so I probably think they'll probably get maybe a 10 or 11 seed. I don't know. That that could be interesting to see how uh, these teams will get seeded, though. But obviously, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I would say Atkinson, Bruner, and Swain have been really, really good for them. And when you have three good players, and they have, they're both, you know, they're all three of them are pretty experienced as well, it puts them in a good position to make a run in the tournament. So that spells a Cinderella story. So I think Yale is one of those teams that you could say – it's a Cinderella story. Depending on their seeding, I think they might be with a steal a game or two in the tournament, might be in the Sweet 16. Who knows? But yeah, so it all depends on the matchups. Really, and it comes down to that all the time. Even in, even in those, you know, those 16 to 1, it just depends on the matchup. It always depends on the matchups. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. I didn't want to get too uh, detailed today. Um, try to get more into the college basketball next week because I know it's going to be crucial because it's tournament time in the next couple weeks. Um, also, high school is definitely important as well because state tournaments start in the next couple weeks as well. So I would probably get more heavy into that in the next couple weeks. NBA obviously is kind of a week off because of the All Star break. The NBA games don't start to uh, to Friday, so I might not really get into that. I'll probably focus more on high school and college in the next show. Um, if I do have another guest, I'll, you'll you'll hear him. Obviously, as far as I know, I might be solo again, but it's always good to have you know an extra voice to hear because. Um, it's all, it's all, it makes it a little bit more easier, definitely without a doubt. 
to bounce ideas off of other people and get their perspective on things. But what happens will happen. But I, I think I have a few uh, few people that I can get. We'll just have to see. But I'd like to thank Steve for giving out a, you know, his perspective on that on Kobe Bryant and everything and in the All Star game and whatnot. So we'll wrap this up on that note. You listen to the Rims and S podcast. This is episode thirty one. I'm out. Peace.